My fellow critics, welcome back to another episode. Unfortunately, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke together. Um, that's primarily my fault. I went down to Adelaide and uh, touched every corner of Adelaide and also touched every corner of COVID possible. Just licking all the windows, mate. Mate, I was licking windows in every every club available. I um I don't know how I got let in. I was like, my arm was shaking, giving my ID. And the security guard looked at me up and down and just muttered to himself, Queenslanders, let me in. I'm like, you're fucking kidding, mate. Cut me <laughs> off. I need to go home. Someone needs to cuddle me. Make I me rate f- that. <laughs> make Queenslander. Me f- make in. me feel better. Bro, we tried to get dad into the club. And then he goes, nah, I'm out. Walked in, walked out, went to Crazy Horse, the, the double double level strip club. And just sat there. Boy, oh boy. Disgusting. Oh, well. My, my lineage of family. How's your last two weeks been, mate? You've been a busy boy? Mate, it's been all right. Can't complain, really. Um, yeah, flat out at work, as per usual. Uh, um, no one wants to hear about that. Playing mate. a bit of sport on the weekends. Oh, how is hockey going? Uh, we are officially out of the race in for the finals in Div 1. That's good for T20s. It is, sort <laughs> of. Um, it, it was really good because it means that I still have to play this weekend. We play back-to-back games this weekend. Oh, so we're still in the running for, well, we've already sewn up third place um, in the twos. So we will be continuing our uh, final venture. <laughs> However... I'm not sure whether to say congratulations or not. No, yeah, because our semi-final matchup uh, is the day after my Bucks party. So that's gonna <gasps> on a go, Monday? That is going to go swimmingly. Huh? Oh, no, Bucks. Bucks is a Sunday. Bucks party's on oh, a Sunday. Hockey on a Sunday. It's going to be... No good at all. I can't wait to sit there, bounced out at the top of the hockey things, just getting beaten up by the wind, watching you struggle more. Yeah, yeah, I'll be hurting. I will be sweating my ring out, and it will be sweating straight booze. I was thinking about you before. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate no. that. It's, what, three podcasts now till you're a married man? Uh, something like that. Mm. Yeah, 20... Five days or 26 days or something. Sorry, critics. Five We've only days. got three podcasts left and that's yeah. that's the end of it. Yeah, no, because heaps will change, obviously. Yeah. It's not like we've been living together for three years already. And, <laughs> you know. But what do you do? I don't know, mate. I'm single as a Pringle. Yeah, you're going to have to find another uh, podcast partner, mate. Oh, I reckon I've got heaps of good ones. Brad Bradford please. comes to mind. Oh, please. We'd get heaps heaps of the world problems sorted. What about yeah. your middle your heaps middle brother? Heaps of the world's problems sorted. Mate, we, need, we do need to get him on one day. We, him and I, mostly him, I've found the topic to get him on. and I, We Is can't tell you. No. Religion? No. In that case, that, I'm out of options. We save that for our 4 a.m. 35 beer deeps. We do actually solve all the issues with religion, though. We realise they're all talking about the same person. Right, but sometimes that person is eight people. It's like it's like it's like the eight pieces of Exodia in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me! Um, do you want to talk about cricket? Uh, yeah, we'll go through a bit of cricket for the week. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're not doing intros because I am fucked from fit stop. Yeah, that's fair. I, I never realised how fat I was. Like the mirror made me look a little bit better until I started doing fit stop. Thirty-eight minutes, bro, to do seven sets of seven. That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't go. Sorry. I, I, I know we said we should talk about cricket, but I think you'll find this a little funny. I was like, after the fourth set, I was like, dude, I'm fucked. Like, I can't keep doing this. And as I was doing sit-ups, I'm like, fuck, imagine what 16-year-old me would think looking at looking at this version of me now. I'd bully the fuck out of him. I'm like, hang on. That's fucking me, cunt. What do you mean? <laughs> Having this full, like, internal war in my head. Just full head noise. Did it make the time go faster? No. I pop, dude. I don't know. Don't know. I wasn't even, <laughs> wasn't even there. I was. I had too much on my brain. 
was thinking about like fuck bro like this like this 16 year old Sean would have just been ripping me up and then I was like that looks like my brother but did you tend to forget what you're doing as bad as this sounds like Dude, I working, f- work, like doing a few long drives and stuff for work now and I remember at my last job I was I worked up in Brisbane for a couple of weeks and I I've, I've just I can physically I remember the feeling of so I'd drive from Morningside back to Ashmore and I would like not black out but like there was not a single part of me could remember any of the drive between as I get on back onto the M1 all the way to Yatla there's just like a 20k stretch where I just remember nothing and all of a sudden I'd come to again at Yatla or Ormo and I'd be like holy fuck how'd I get here I actually don't remember driving the do last you ever, 20 do you ever kilometers. sit in a car with like do you ever just drive with no radio uh, I do um <laughs> I actually did uh, yesterday. I drove up to Caboolture. Oh, that's and so I, long. And I had, um, and because I needed to have my work phone set up on the Bluetooth, so I couldn't have my Spotify playing. Okay. So I had the radio on for but some of it. But dude, sometimes it's that shit. Just cut it out. But I look. I just had it on quiet. Uh, had it on. Had it on quiet. Yeah, nice. Um, had the radio turned off, and it was just so serene. It's like I was just taking in the surroundings, and again, I just blacked oh, out twenty five k's. So you weren't like head noise, like depression mode you're like bro this is just crisp yeah oh well, i have to talk to people and interact with people all day every day sometimes it's nice just having a bit of a uh, bit of me time mm. at, at any means possible pretty much um, so, so let's jump into the cricket jump into the cricket for the second time um wait nah just kidding probably a <laughs> uh, bit of breaking news it's really only come out in the last couple of hours as we're recording meg lanning taking an indefinite break from cricket you know why you didn't Oh, do I know why? Yeah. No. I do. Do you? Yeah. Go on. She asked me nicely and I said no. Oh, you're a fuck. <laughs> um, I'm serious. So, which is a massive, I'm not going to say blow for Australian cricket. It was a bit surprising to me. It's an L for Australia. It is a big L for Australia because big. she has been the best player in the world for... Commentate W. For 100 women's ODIs 124 T20s and 6 test matches she's been the best player in the world so um, hope I'm sure it's not the end she's only 30 so there's plenty of time left and she's still got plenty more to give I'm sure but um, it's good to see that people are able to just put their hand up and go hey I need a break well think about it rest. like you're at work if you need to take 2 weeks and you leave you can Yeah, these athletes can't they're like because they feel like they're letting Australia down, especially the good ones. And especially the with the progression in the women's game, they've gone from being amateurs to being full blown away for nine months of a year professionals. There's more T Twenty leagues popping up all over the place. The Big Bash, the Hundred, is now a real thing. The ladies over in England, I like that. So they're away for a lot more of the year. Um, and they they are starting to play a, a large number of, uh, amount of cricket, including the Commonwealth Games, which is just finished with Australia winning gold. The men don't do that, dude. So sh- the, in the last fifteen months, Australia have won a T Twenty World Cup, an ODI World Cup, and a Commonwealth Games gold medal, all in short form cricket. Ashes, and the Ashes. Mm. But I mean the 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 tournament stuff is a lot more draining, I would imagine. Oh yeah, because it's so like so the, much the, longer. The games. There was one, the, the games, it's only over a 10-day period or 12-day period. There was one, uh, New Zealand, I think it ended up being, where Australia beat New Zealand in the semi that night over there. New Zealand then had to play the bronze medal game 
that like the following morning. Yeah. So correct. their game kicked off at six o'clock, finished at nine. They lost, so they had to go home, get a quick nap in, and be back at the ground for a ten o'clock kickoff the next morning. So gross. That's brutal, dude. I don't care what form of cricket you're playing. That is brutal. So. Um, so yeah, massive, massive hit for Australian cricket. It does also mean she is the captain in all three formats. Yeah. So it means Australia have got to find another captain nah, in all one. three formats. They got one. You don't say Ash Gardner. Ash Gardner. So um, I think Rachel Haynes probably takes over. Yeah. In all three formats. What about Beth I would Mooney? Say. Too old? Nah. No, I just think Rachel Haynes has been the vice captain for a long time. She's 35, mate. So? She's nearly done. Nah. I suppose it's if, if she's just filling in or is she the next one? No, as, no, she's filling in. As a fill in, I'm all she, for hands. Yeah, she's waiting for waiting for me. She's a gun, dude. I just want to run through Meg Lanning's numbers quickly. Now, given the, the lack of test matches that they play, we'll disregard them. What are they, just out of curiosity? Uh, 345 runs at 31, so 250s in six tests. So she's not probably had... She's never got a ton. Nah, she's not quite had the success. But again, it's very... I only played like what, how many tests? Yeah, Six. and they they don't play shield cricket. And how many times would she bat twice in a test match? Uh, she's batted twelve times in six tests. Oh, because there's a few times they'll bat second and just make six hundred. Mm. <laughs> At so, least Perry hits in the, half in the of them. one days. Women's ODIs played a hundred matches, batted a hundred times as well. That's wow. surprising. No, she used else. to open a lot though. Mm. Yeah, or she don't like she bats three now. Is yeah. that right? Uh, 4,400 runs at 53. Strike rate of 92. Oh. She's scored 1,500s. That's how... 100 ODIs. That's outrageous, dude. And 1950s. Also taken 52 catches. Just mind-boggling numbers, no matter what format you're playing. To average... Be averaging 53, striking at over 90. That's... You're starting to talk about the elite of the elite players. You're so, in like the AB de Villiers, Virat Kohli category when you're talking about that kind of stuff. 1,500. So every... Two series you play, you score an international hundred every time. Yeah. So, and then in the T Twenty game, hundred and twenty-four matches, three thousand two hundred runs at thirty-six, uh, strike rate of about one hundred and seventeen, which is pretty good in the ladies. Well, just averaging the thirties over for T yeah, Twenties yeah. is effectively yeah. fifty for the one day. Is yeah, in my opinion. So uh, with two hundreds, fifteen fifties. So, uh, and not to mention, so she is she has led Australia in more international matches than anyone bar. Ricky Ponting and Alan Border. So she's captained Australia in more matches than guys like Michael Clark, Steve Smith, Mark Taylor, all guys like that. Steve Smith would have captained more if it wasn't for David Warner. Possibly. Possibly. Steve Smith doesn't captain in the short form stuff, though. Never mm. did, really. It was always kind of Aaron Finch. That's fair. Um, it's gross, but so fair. Like Aaron Finch kind of took over from Michael Clark when he retired. No, not discrediting Lanning. So um, just poking holes at David yeah, Warner when I can. Unbelievable. So um, good though, effort. and uh, good to see that she's able to just put her hand up and say, "Yeah, I need to take a break." Um, Hopefully, it lengthens her career. Yeah, and I, I, I do think it is actually. Uh, it, I, I suppose I hope it's a sign that uh, the women's game is becoming more professional, and that because ten years ago, outside of wanting to start a family or like actually being pregnant, would they have ever taken time away from cricket? Because it's nah. not that hard to prioritise like two months of your year. Whereas now they're having to prioritise like nine months of the year. And it's a know, good, it's, I think it's a good byproduct. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, but massive loss to Australian cricket, but we'll see what happens there. The other bit of news, which sort of follows on from the Ben Stokes news from two or three weeks ago. Um, and I sort of thought that 
this might be the first domino to fall um, was the news that Trent Bolt has actually been, uh, well, released, I suppose, um, from his New Zealand cricket central contract. Now, the way they work over there is that they've got, it's a little bit like the Australian contracts where because he's not, he's part of the New Zealand national team, he's not actually contracted to a domestic setup as such. So he has been released from his New South, uh, from his New Zealand contract. Will play in domestic leagues around the world, and New Zealand cricket have come out and said that he will play a significantly reduced role with the Black Caps as they prioritise those with central and domestic contracts for international selection. I want to get your thoughts. I'd love to know more, like a little bit, because I'm a bit of a nosy asshole. But in the same breath of like, has he been a naughty boy, or do you reckon he's just he's just done? No, because he's he's opted. I know what I know what they said. Yeah, but like, if you know what I'm saying, like you picking up what I'm putting down. Like, is is that like the sweep everything under the rug in front of everything? Because no one's going to question it, are they? So no one's going to. Anyone who doesn't know, he's cited that he wants to spend more time with his family, um, which is fair enough because he's got a wife and I think he's got a couple of kids. Dude, he's played he's test got, cricket. He's got three young boys. He's played test cricket for like 11, 12 years. Well, he's played all three formats for New Zealand for the last eleven years. That's wild. Massive servant. Not awesome. to mention, he plays in a lot of the tournaments around the world, particularly the IPL. I get it, but like, I'm just the nosy part of me. Curious. If it, if, it, if it is exactly what it says on face value, I think good on him, man. Like 11 years, three formats, plus the T20 stuff. Yeah. That's a massive dig. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. That, and a lot of people are going to go, oh, he's just doing it because it's more lucrative. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, if you if you got offered a new mortgage job where you I'll, could work less and get paid more, would you I do it? I was just going to say the same thing. I said, in the, re- in the real world... I can't. I work for the government. If, I, if I've worked at the same company for 15 years and I get offered a better role... For more money and less and output, less work yes. somewhere else. Well, you're going to con- consider that, aren't you? And sometimes the offer becomes too good to refuse. So Trent Bolt's going to go and earn probably three times as much money as he would anywhere else. He's 33. Dude's got and kids, he's fa- and he's a fast bowler, right? How many years does he have left in him? He can't bat. Realistically, <laughs> realistically, he's probably only got at most two years left of playing Test cricket anyway. So rather than burn himself out and be out of cricket by 36, he's putting his his feet on ice and so that he can play until he's 38, 39. Hey, I, I, I'm, and I'm all for athlete, it. I'm very pro-athlete in that... I thought you said as an athlete. No, as <laughs> I, I'm very pro-athlete that you only have a very short period of time to make your money. Mm, the a window these, is... A lot, of the, a lot of these guys aren't qualified in anything else. Dude, look at Delonte they're, West in the NBA. professional sportsmen. You only have in cricket, say at you know you might have fifteen years to go make your hay. Well, you got to make that count, okay? Because you can't can't earn any of that. You know, being loyal doesn't pay bills. <laughs> You've got to do what's best for you, and in this case, what is best for your family. And as a guy who's been a very loyal servant, taking New Zealand cricket from being not minnows but just middle of the road. They'd beat all the shit countries and they'd get walloped by all the good countries. They are now serious powerhouses in international cricket. Dude, they won a world, the first World Test Championship. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a massive part of that and he's been a very loyal servant to New Zealand for 11 years playing all three formats. I say good on him. And we're going to get into the whole pay thing later, but... Who's next? Loyal doesn't pay the bills. I don't know. Um, Have a stab. It's going to hurt your brain because there's a lot of test players out there, but mm. I think 
I think David Warner's next. I actually think David Warner's the correct answer too. Um, I, I think the we can transition to that now as well if you want. Him trying to snub, snub's the wrong word, but that's, that's the word that's being used. The BBL to go play over in that UAE league. I think that's the first like that's shooting the blank before he shoots the fucking. And we pellet. touched on that, didn't we, the last podcast? Yeah, that there were were rumours that that was going to happen. So um, you know, you know who else is doing it? So Chris Lynn, yeah. who was released by the Brisbane Heat, but he's the. The big bash, the salary caps are only $1.2 million per team. For 15? For 15 players. Yeah. Which, I mean, is like, yeah. But it is only three months' work, but like compared to everywhere else in the Chris world. But Chris going to go and play cricket for seven weeks and earn seven hundred grand. Yeah. And the thing is, like... It's, it's three times as much money as any club could offer it. The thing I don't like about the, um, the articles that come out today about Chris Lynn, it's like Chris Lynn is turning his back on BBL. Bro, I don't know if you had a contract offer anywhere. If you have an offer and you get one for another league, you just go to the other league. Well, but even so, say the Renegades offer him 150 grand, right? Oh, you need to go play half a million to work less. Yeah. yeah. See ya. To go and play, and it, it might, it's probably going to be an unreal experience over there. Yeah. Look, it's just something different. Something hey, not many other people Jack, have done. You can go mortgage broke for half a million dollars more for, for seven weeks. And you get to travel the world. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm all for guys prioritizing their own financial stability over being loyal to some shit product just because it's on home soil. Isn't it shit product though? That's what I'm like <laughs> if it was you know, if it's even money, you know, if it was the if it, if you were really splitting hairs and going you can go and earn seven hundred over there or you can earn six fifty and stay at home and he went overseas. I might have an issue with that. I don't think he would, though. He wouldn't. If he got offered 650 to stay... No chance. Same with David Warner. Zero chance. Why would you leave your kids if you don't have to? That's what... Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So, but when it's literally the sake of three or four times the money to go elsewhere, well, you're going elsewhere. See bro. Only every time. Go get them corpies. Seriously. Go make your bag... Go get the bag. Corpies. Corpy bag. So, you know, I, I have absolutely zero issues with guys... Chasing the extra dollars. Fuck, they'd get taxed a shitload too. Yeah, tax law's different. No, you're Australian tax resident still. Yeah, depends. Not you can really. have offshore uh, subsidiaries. It's very hard. Nah, not really. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Just set up a company in the Maldives. Let's do a poll podcast, this guy. No, you just set up, yeah. a mar- set up a marketing company based in the Maldives or based in Texas or something and every dollar oh. of income that you make, you have to pay your marketing company. Winking. Yeah. A lot of people do it. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon you would find that more than half of golf and tennis players in the world do that. Yeah. Yeah. All this big prize money, they don't want to get slugged half of it. Can we talk golf? Do you want to save it for general sport or do you want to just wrap it in now? Let's just wrap it in now real quick. Right, I've got one more thing to touch on. Don't Rudy point your Kurtzen, finger up at me, man. Rudy Kurtzen died yesterday. Oh, what? Yeah, age 73. Died in a car accident in South Africa. Dude, that sucks. So he's one of only three men to stand in 100 test matches. He was elite. Yep, good umpire. Uh, pretty well respected by a lot of players. Um, and uh, yeah, it was pretty, you know, his trademark was the very, very slow raise of his mm. finger. But I mean, 2006-07 Ashes series, I grew up watching that shit on replay. And he must have umpired in more than half of those tests. So. He dead set slow rolled batsman. Yeah, seriously. It's like some sick game for him. But yeah, that was pretty sad. So that sucked. Sam Lucas would love that. 
He'd go out and practice that shit <laughs> yeah. on front box. Just quickly on golf. Yeah. Live golf. Two defections today. Game Smith. And? Another Aussie? Yeah. That's all I got. Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman. Spell Mark for me. M-A-R-C. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. As his own beer though, Leishman Lager. Um, yeah, they've defected across to Live Golf. And to be honest... Smith was always going to happen. He won the Open, and as soon as he finished the press conference, like the the tournament, and he's like celebrating um, press conference, they're like, "Hey, we've heard rumors you're going to live golf. Are you going?" And they gave the cranky answer of like, "Dude, I've just won the Open. Like, and that's what you want to ask me for." A week later, he was asked. At no point did he say no. It was happening. Yeah. Same thing. Get the money, brother. I reckon it's going to be like Super League all over again in league in the late nineties. So you reckon it's just going to be a thing for a few years until and then, and then they'll merge back the PGA come around, yeah, and they'll merge back because Tony Finau, like I actually really enjoy Tony Finau, perennial choker, bro. He's so good, like especially for betting, to like lead after the first round, and then he'll just fall off a cliff in the last round. He won back to back tournaments last last month. Yeah, right. Now that everyone's gone to live. I say everyone. Uh, like 50 good golfers have gone to live. So it's weak in the PGA field significantly. Yeah. And so, the, and like their... DJ was world number one like over 2019, 2020 and then like up and down in 2021 as well. He's gone. Um, like there's heaps of other like solid well, defections. Cam Smith's gone. Cam Smith's gone. gone. And he was top... It was like top five in the world. Yeah. So... Yeah. And like then you had like Spieth was out of form forever, and he, granted he caught some form last year, but like he's now in the top ten after being like 140, nearly yeah. lost his tour card. Yeah. So as you said, I think over I reckon two or three years they'll merge back together because Patrick Reed, everyone's favourite golfer, he's the cheat, right? Yeah, yeah. So he um he come out and said that he's moving to live for the for the flexibility in the schedule to spend more time with his family. Uh, and he's now playing on the Asian tour in between live events. So he's still playing just as much. <laughs> Is that... Why? Because <laughs> he was not... Cow- he was too coward to say, I'm getting the bag. Yeah, fair enough. But I think they still do the, the desire to play as often as they did on the PGA. But there's a, con- there's a, there's a massive gap in conditions between the two, like the players and um, PGA for yeah. the ones that have defected. I think they'll meet somewhere in the middle soon. I think they'll just both hurt each other first. Yeah. Uh, they're not and, and le- is it can you kind of from a, an outsider looking in could you kind of justify it and say it's growing pains like is this going to benefit golf in the long run yep I think so because live do the cool thing where it, you'll see four or five times as much golf per minute yeah it's on YouTube they have teams they have team events so like you still play your singles but like overall you're in a, like a like a faction like in college yeah okay but it's weird don't get me wrong, it's it's only on YouTube, which PGA doesn't do, but I think that's like another positive that they might move to. Yeah. So PGA, you'll genius. see... Genius always starts out by looking weird. No, yeah, great quote. One of the best. So they'll... It's PGA, if you ever watch the coverage, you'll you'll see the, the guy take his practice swing, talk to his caddy, start take out his yardages, then get to a dress and then hit the shot. Like for the for the featured guys, and then every now and then you'll just see a cut to a guy holding out. Like yeah. It's not the same. It's not realistic. Like it, it, you can't relate to that. Whereas live, you'll watch and you'll see everyone shot. 
So you'll see like the pros fucking top it or shank it and you don't you don't just see the good stuff, you see all of it, which yeah. is I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's more relatable. Yeah. Especially and I mean it's all like we talk about it a lot. It, it's all about the product for the viewers as well. Yeah. Because that at the end of the day, that is how a lot of the revenue comes in is viewership. The, so you it's gotta be an attractive and realistic product for people to watch. And to be honest, like as a very casual sports fan. No, I'm not a casual sports fan, but as a sports fan, casual I golf. find it I find it very hard to try and sit down and watch golf. I love it, bro. Like if there's if there's an Australian on, I'll sit there and watch it for a bit, but I'll find nearly any excuse to find something else to watch. Will you watch like Cam Smith's highlights if you won? Yeah. So yeah. That, and that's what we did. So the night after he won, his replay was on. So I sat down and watched it. Dude. Right? And some, it's good. Some of the parts he drank. Oh, well, that's putt for dough, baby. Yeah. So, it's not, but, well, not you know, if, today. If, if there was more shots being watched and there was more, like, it's just more content. It's more for me to watch and it's easier for me to stay hooked and watch the product. So, I think the three points of issue from, like, just constantly looking at it, obviously, is revenue. Yeah. The PGA makes so much money off these athletes and they, some of them feel like they're not getting enough back, but... The PGA, which we'll, like, we'll never have, is the, like the legacy. Like, like, like decades and decades of like tournament. St. Andrews is 150 years old, dude. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get that back. The big issue is going to be the mask. Like, when the, the majors come around, the live guys can't play because they're not, they've been banned. And same with Ryder Cup. You know what Ryder, you know what Ryder Cup is? It's like the Davis Cup in the tennis, right? It's yeah, the to an extent. But the so country event. Yeah, so it's USA versus Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's 10 captains. Hendrik Stenson left, and he was the 10 captain of Europe. Oi! Sort your shit out. We're recording, bruh. Yeah, he should be. Sorry, mate. Boys, that's the uh, that's my roommate. I'll counter-punch him in his sleep. So, can't miss. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah. So, Hendrik Stenson left. He surrendered his Ryder Cup captaincy, which is huge, bro. Massive. To play in the live, and he won a tournament, like one of the first tournaments. So the live started. Live started like a few months ago. Oh fuck! I Dude. didn't know that it started. I thought this was all like a nah, rebel, no, no, like no. a rebel tour type thing. That no, was no, no. Going to happen. Have a look. You can just you can watch. You can rewatch. Beauty of YouTube is you can rewatch it as it was. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'll have and to it's only I have to do a bit of watching over the weekend because it's a, and... so it's a shotgun start. So everyone starts at the same time, right? Oh, I love that. So everyone, I love that. So everyone's at the same time. So it's only a three or four hour coverage. That's it. That's so good. Yeah. That makes it something that you'd want to watch. And that's why when you see all the shots constantly hit and the good and the bad, you can follow along and it's not going to take you... Like a PGA coverage is dead set eight and a half hours. Because you watch the whole thing. And like the golf nuffies, I understand like people that want to watch them set up in the process of certain pros, but... That's for like this the, is a, this that's, is that's, that's that's real golf nuffy shit. This is a different and that is not who they need to be appealing to. No. And this is like like any and like I keep coming back to cricket because that's obviously the thing that I know the most about. But the whole you know you're not the big bash isn't designed to entertain people like us who are cricket nuffies and live and breathe it. And grew up watching cricket. Can you not put me in the cricket nuffy category? It's not It's not designed for that. It's designed to get new people into the sport. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when that's what's being broadcast, you are that is what when you're the best chance of increasing the number of people watching your shit. And yeah. this is what, exactly what Live Golf are trying to do. 
is they're trying to lift their viewership numbers by getting different people to watch, not the same people to watch at the same time. Yeah, I'll try and wrap it up because I'm babbling a bit. But at the start, I heard Live Golf, hated it. And then the first event happened. I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is going to change golf for the future. So I'm a little bit, of, I'm more for it now. I don't really care anymore. I love the history of the PGA, but I love what Live Golf are doing. Yeah. It is a little weird, and I, and your quote, as you said before, is good. I think I think in the end, they'll merge together again. A lot of blokes will be against... It'll be gross, like in Super League when they all merge together. There's a few like relationships broken, but for the game of golf, I think it's going to be quality. Yeah, I agree. Because this generation now just needs quick and easy attention, otherwise you'll lose them. Yeah, exactly. Because... And because we are so spoilt for choice, oh. there's so many different. And like in the world of Ko and Stan and Fox, like I can just hit one button and I'm watching a different sport, twenty four seven. There is always sport on. How so good? How good is it though? Yeah. So if your product sucks, I'm not watching it because there's so much other. Someone stuff else's is better. Exactly. So I think the only problem with Live being on YouTube, it's not on Ko and stuff. Ever. So you have to watch it's it on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Yeah, okay. Jeez, that's good for YouTube. Yeah. As if they needed another leg up. Anyway, uh, have you got anything else to add for cricket? No. <laughs> Why would I, bro? All right. Uh, well, we might move on to overrated, underrated for the week. Mm. You got three? You got two and a half. I'll go first then because I've got three. Cream. What type of cream? Just cream, like normal yeah, cream? Yeah, like whipped cream. Well, that's different. Or cream. Either or. We'll go both. Like cream that you'd put on a scone and cream that you would have like on top of a milkshake. Mm. Underrated. Because I cook with it a lot. No, no, that's different. I'm not talking about cooking cream. Oh, well then fucking massively overrated. Yeah, no, it is hugely overrated. It fucking sucks. I don't like scones. So like, that's probably like the only appropriate time I'd have cream. Yeah, like when you have a plain plain scone or like a, yeah, a reasonably plain scone and you have, people often eat it with cream and jam. Yeah, Brad. So I'm not really massive on the cream. I'm happy to have it with jam, a bit of butter and jam. Butter and jam is much better than jam and cream. You reckon? Yeah, I don't like cream. Nah. And it's like one of those things, having milk, if I had a milkshake when I was a kid, I only ever get ice cream with it, no cream. I, I don't know it came with cream. Ice coffees, don't give me cream in my coffee. Ice cream or nothing. I think you've just opened up a little bit of can of worms for me. Go on. I didn't know cream was in milkshakes and stuff. I thought it was just milk and ice cream. No, well, generally, like, they don't always put it in it, but often they'll finish it on the top with cream. No, dude. I nah, hate cream. I, I don't like do that. It. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Which sucks. It just says it's all, it's just fucking sugar and it's frothed up and it's all airy. It doesn't really taste like anything. In fact, I actually don't really like the taste either. It's just empty calories. You don't need it. Eh? And it's on cake. I don't really eat cake. Mm. I'm not a cake guy. Yeah, I'm just not a cream guy. No, I'm with you. No good. Um, I think you'll know this person. Have you got TikTok yet? No. All right. This one's probably more for the listeners. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? Top G? Feel like I've heard... heard Bald, has the sunnies. He's very boisterous. And he's very, like, misogynist. No. I don't know. (sighs) For for the fans at home, I'll play along just by myself and with you guys. Do you think Andrew Tate's overrated and underrated? I think he's actually slightly overrated, but... The only reason why Andrew Tate exists in this world is because, like, 
It's a, he's, he is the, the male reaction, all in one person, to feminism over the last 10 years. And so his misogynistic outbursts and like, bro, if you open TikTok, he has this thing called the, um, the Tate Academy. And so like, it's a classic pyramid scheme. So you sign people up, you get paid, but like he gets paid as well. And it's how you make money. And like, supposedly they all perform well. But part of the thing is like, if you're, if you're part of like the people that make others sign up, they all make TikTok accounts and like worship him and just repost his viral videos over and over and over. It's just him talking about women of property and like if like you get married, like that girl, you own her. <laughs> okay. So you're going to own Annika and Andrew Tate's world Perfect. in three weeks. Can you try and... Can you actually... I've got a task for you. Go home and tell Annika that you're going to own her own her from September 5 onwards. <laughs> <laughs> Might not happen then. <laughs> But yeah, that's the kind of stuff. I think it's slightly overrated. Um, let us know what you think because I know Jack can't really contribute to that conversation. Uh, my second one, taking sick days. Am I sick? When I take the sick day. I'll leave that up to you. Look, taking sick days, I think, are underrated, especially like sometimes you just need to get over the sickness you can't always work through the grind like take some r&r take some me time get stay at home suck a strepsil medicate up can't you suck a strepsil and med up when you're at work bro you could have corona but if you're if you're covid negative mm. what's the harm? well personally on my wavelength the chest infection i had this year was way worse than the coronavirus i had last week Stay at home, rest. Look after yourself, man. You don't you don't come on this planet to work. You come on this planet to live. Yeah, you can't be and living harder, sick. And the harder you work in your early years, the earlier you get to retire. And it's the a more sick day. You get, you get paid the life. same. Mm. Mm. But but this is a public sector versus private sector conversation, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> if I got pampered in the public sector, I'd be pulling all. I don't get pampered. I fucking grind, oh, brother. Up. Yeah, right. Oh. You're kidding. Nah. I've done more for veterans than you have people with businesses. Well, that's probably true. 100%. I've changed a lot of businesses, though. I've changed a couple of veterans. Plunging cuts lives. Are you? I'm pulling these blokes out. There's a fair chance that I'm like... We're working against one Yeah. yeah. P- picking up your scraps. Nah. Sick days, underrated. Guys, look after yourselves. Nah. Coming from the most unlooked after self-human in the world. I think unless you are actually physically un- incapable of going to work... You should go to work because even if you are functioning at 50%, you're doing an infinite time amount of work than you would be if you were sitting on your butt. No, you speak, sorry for yourself. you speak to people every day, right? If you're 50% yes. you, you're 50% a chance of making the right decision. No, I don't think that's true. Bullshit. No, I don't think my decision making is affected. You know, personally, I think mine is. I turn into a spud. Sp- sp- a spud? Sp- yeah. Oh, dude, that. What? Put cramping up. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like. I'm scared. If I'm like, if I've got brain fog, like I took Thursday off with COVID, right? It was like the only day I was quite fatigued, and I slept all day. I'm actually petrified of working, sick, making the wrong decision because it'll change someone's life if I get it wrong. Like if I say, if I'd said someone's not liable for whatever they're for. It's like a $90,000 flip for that person. Yeah. 
I, and if I got it wrong and I, was, and I should have just taken the sick day and not come into work well maybe it's very personal then because I, I feel, just, like, a, like, I feel like a piece at, of shit like at my last job I always found that for every day I had off it then took me three days to dig myself out of the crap that got left behind on the day I was off I worked out what it is it's got nothing to do with the work I enjoy my days off better than you do what do you do when you take a day off the only time I take a day off is if I physically am incapable of getting out of bed. If we both had the same day, the same paid day off, what would you do? I don't know what I'd do because I don't have days off now. I know what you'd do. Fuck all. You'd just sit at home. No. <laughs> oh. That's not necessarily You're... true. But I don't have days off like that. You need to get better at it. I need to be better at having sick days. You need to look after yourself, man. I mean it. What do you mean? I do look after myself. I'm in peak physical condition, mate. My knees and my ankles. That's why you're losing your hair so quick. You're stressing oh. out. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with poor genetics. All right. Taking sick days, overrated. Un- Show some good old-fashioned work ethic. Mildly underrated. Quote, unquote, I'd actually bad. hate to... I'd hate to be your children. There's no chance they're not going to school. You'd be like my parents. I had four days off from year one to year seven, and I had two broken bones in between. And the days off I had was when I broke them at school just it's to go to the hospital. Whatever. Yeah. Just go to work. I love school though. I played handball. And I went to work for seven weeks with a cast on my leg. Oh, I'd sit the register with a cast on my leg. Yeah, I did. <laughs> on light duties. Nah. Sat behind the computer. All right. Got more work done there than I would have at home. That's fair. Um, all right, I got my second one for you. Tattoos. Uh, unless they have very deep and meaningful significance to you, and by deep and meaningful, I mean, like, it's got to be real deep and meaningful. Not like, oh, they're my kids' names or I like the design. I'll give you an example. So my dad got my, his granddaughter's handprint from when she was three weeks old on his chest with her name. Okay. Is she alive? Yep. Overrated. Ooh. Yeah. I'm talking if there's like a tragic passing in your family. Right. Or you know, something like that that you think is like massively significant and it is able to, I don't even know. I, I'm not a tattoo guy. I really could not envision myself getting a tattoo unless something life-altering happened. So like, if my sibling passed away and for me to get closure, I had to like get his name or her name yeah, on my chest. Yeah, you to get it on your arm or on your chest or something so that every time you looked at it, you remembered that, yeah, life's not that shit. Like, I'm still here. And it was going to make a dramatic you know so like you wouldn't influence on your life go for it so you wouldn't get like an owl on your forearm no. with like or what about the woods no no i just I, I yeah and honestly it's not something that i've ever found the uh like i don't understand the um incentive for people to go and do it Dude, like why so i want to say they're perfectly rated but i love the cultural ones from nz especially the face ones like the mockos yeah Bro, that's so cool. That's like years and years and years, like centuries of history. If you're like game enough to do that, to represent your heritage, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I kind of get what you're saying. You wouldn't catch me dead with like, I don't know, what's like the... the, I'm not getting my last name tattooed on my arm. My kids' names tattooed on my chest or anything like that. There was like a... Five day period when I was eighteen that I wanted my dog like my mum's dog's name tattooed on my chest. And then like I looked at the mirror and I was like, dude, I'm getting hairy and we have to shave that off like all the time for that to be worth it. Yeah. 
But like, I, I just don't understand why people do it. Like the people's <coughs> motives. Like, are they doing it because they think it looks good? Are they doing it so that people talk about it and want to talk to them about it? I reckon for bond? some. I reckon for some people, it's confidence. They might just like the way it looks in them. I can't relate. I'm a hairy man. Getting a tattoo for me is a chore. Yeah. And that is sort of how I would look at it too. And something that you can't undo that shit. Do you imagine the anxiety? Like your first tattoo and like if they fuck it up, you're stuck with it. That's it. Fuck, no, nah, it's not for me. So I'm going um, to say overrated. Um, my third one, yep. nightclubs. Oh, uh, depends on the club. Actually, yeah, depends on the club. There's so much that goes into this. I'll let you go first. Uh, I know your answer. I'm going to say slightly overrated. Yeah. Slightly. It depends on the strip, if you know what I mean. Right. So Brisbane, I'll break it down. Brisbane, overrated. Everything's too far apart. King's Cross, same thing. Those lockout laws, they had to go in, and they had to get out of that zone. So everything's like in the suburbs and nothing's close together. It's like an old little dive bars and stuff. Overrated. I haven't been to Melbourne, can't comment. Dude, I went to Glenelg, as we all know. Glenelg, because it's there's a, it's called the pier, and it's just literally a pier. Pub, 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 pub. Underrated. If you get a good if you get a good lineup of everything that's close together, that's why Cavill's not too bad. Like bed, like if you break down each club and Cavill sucks. Bedroom sucks. Sin City sucks. Shooters went. Shooters is okay, but it's gone. Whatever replaced it sucks. Cocktails. We're about ten years too old, and we're twenty four. Sucks. Retros though, elite. Beach club sucks, but the fact that everything's close together makes it underrated. I'm gonna go perfectly rated, but it actually depends on the city. Perth overrated, Glenelg and Adelaide underrated, bro. Cairns. It is actually it is actually a beautiful place, Glenelg. Oh, mm, I I didn't realize how cold it would be. <laughs> yeah, we went in. It is good though. I got really uh, drunk and sat on the tram and just did laps on the free tram. November maybe we might have gone and it was still like fresh enough even in November like given we were coming into summer like and but when the sun went down it was like oh fuck you need a jumper but like we were, we took a day trip out to Glenelg because we went for a test match so we were there for we flew in to late how close to the airport it we is we were there for five days then we flew home on the sixth day given and we thought you know we'll give ourselves a day to tour around Adelaide whatever and then we'll get on the plane and fuck off home the, first, the test match finished in three days <laughs> so we had three whole days. So we what must have toured around Adelaide for, well, the first day. And we we're like, there's not that much more to do here. So we took a day trip out to Glenelg. It was sick. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. So the, so we, our Sunday on the on the, the Bucks was purely pub crawl day. Yeah. The last pub we went to, it wasn't meant to be the last one, but we got stuck there. They were doing $6 vodkas and the Red Bull, Red Bull pomegranate flavors. Vodka pommies. Oh my God. I reckon I spent 200 bucks on vodka pommies. I went to try to sleep and my hands were literally jittering. Couldn't <laughs> sleep. I stayed awake the whole night. Tried to sleep on the on the plane home. There was two kids behind me screaming their heads off. And one of them went to smack their dad and like got their finger stuck in my hair and yanked it back and I was asleep. Or... Yeah, perfect. That's what you want. Snap their fucking necks. So good. Uh, your third one or your half of one? Cats. Underrated. Is it not the pets? Hmm. Yeah, underrated. I was like in a heavy debate with myself today. I, f- 
the cheap way is saying perfectly rated. I actually think they're slightly underrated as well. I used to hate the cunts. I had an ex when I was like in year 12. The thing would just claw the fuck out of my ankles every time. So I'd try and shake it off and it would just fly across the room. And then I'd get in trouble because the cat's clawing my ankles. But Yeah, no. I, um, I, as plenty of people will know, I like to live a fairly low maintenance lifestyle. <laughs> And cats fall perfectly. I can't understand how much he's understating low maintenance. I cannot understate that. I'm a I'm a man of very. Uh, Spit it out. I don't even know how to phrase it. Really, I like I like to live a very simple life. If he could live as close to doing nothing without doing nothing, that's perfect. Yeah, I like to try and keep myself busy, but but not too busy. But then, but I like I, it's two ends of the extreme. I'll flog myself nine to five, Monday to Friday. But when I get to my weekends, I, I, I do not like, and it's the same thing when I go away on holidays. Like, and I cop constant crap from Annika for this, actually, that <laughs> when we go away, all I want to do is just chill and relax. So if you could... I, I, like, if I could, I would go and lie by the pool. I was about the, to say it. <laughs> entire day. I'd have my phone, maybe a book, a couple of beers... I would sit by the pool the whole day. Dude. But dude. some... And then Annika is the other end of that. When she goes away on holiday, she wants to go and do stuff. How was, right. Ameri- how was America trip for you? Which... <laughs> well, we had a couple of times where uh, we didn't have stuff necessarily booked in. It was just like we had penciled in, look, we're here this day. These are the few things that are nearby that we could go and do. So we had maybe two days. The first day that we got there, we did fuck all, obviously, because we jet lagged as all hell. Mm. But and then we had a day about halfway through where we kind of just lounged around. We went had a bit of a late breakfast. Um, two of the days in the middle too, we went to Disneyland. So we went to Disneyland for two days, and there were. A heap I of remember seeing shut. photos with your Mickey Mickey Mouse ears. So I never had Mickey Mouse. Ears no, Annika. Yeah, Annika. Yeah. So. Why not? Um, but it meant because our accommodation was only like a kilometre outside of Disneyland. We just pop home halfway through the day. We just go and chill out, just lay down for a bit. Go and because the basketball's on at like fucking midday there, so you just go home, oh. watch basketball for a bit, then you can go back in because you can just go in and out as many times as you want. So it was all right. But then like you know, we're, our honeymoon is coming up in a month, and what are you doing? Uh, we're going to Tassie for the week, um, but then we can't decide, or not can't decide, but. Like we're trying to plan it and she's trying to find all this stuff for us to do. Oyster, like, wait, oyster shucking. Yeah, no. Well, you have all to. I want to, I, just, I want to have a whole day where all I do is walk around a winery or a brewery and just drink piss. My man. That's all I want to do is just walk around, try a hundred different Oh beers, my God, go wines. to the Ricky Ponting winery. Uh, sure. Is it in Hobart or Launceston? I feel like Hobart's the answer. Okay. Check it I'll out. I'll look into it. Because... Apparently his wine's quality. Yeah, not okay. not all of his wines are in Tassie. There's a few in the Barossa. Yeah, right. But get down there. But um, yeah, Who chose no, Tassie? Was it a mutual decision? No. Um, I kind of really wanted to go. I don't, I don't really know why. I think it's just because it's so different. Dude, beautiful part of the world. I haven't been there either, but... Yeah. So, no, we're really looking forward to it. But, you know, it's a bit more serene. When is, when is it? Country. When? Yeah. We fly out the day after... So we fly out on the 5th? <laughs> Bro, that's going to be the most hungover flight you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. Uh, we fly out. That's good. That's elite though. You won't have to clean up. No, It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon we fly out on the Monday. From Goldie? Yes. 
Nice. So no, it should be good. Um, but yeah, I live a very simple life. <laughs> what was oh, and cats fall perfectly into that category. I'm a cat person. I feel like you are you are one or the other. There's nah, plenty of people. I'm that both, like, bro. Nah. There's plenty but of people if I had go, to pick, I'd pick dogs. Both, both. Well, that means you're a dog person. Not really, because I love both of them. Mm. But there's dogs more. Yeah, so you're a dog person. You can't sit on the fence, bro. I'm not sitting on the fence. I'm you bringing the cat the up fence. to the fence. Nah, but I'm, I'm, mate, you got splinters up your butthole. Yeah, but I'm, I'm reaching up to the dog. Stop sitting on the fence. Patting his chin and am, reaching down on the cat. I'm a cat person. And that doesn't mean I don't love dogs, okay? Love Esker. He's a good cat. Right? <laughs> He's retarded. Yep. My man. But he is a funny cat, right? <laughs> Cats are better. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to disagree, but that's fine. All right, we'll move on to general sport. Dude. Uh, which we've covered the golf already. I need to talk about F1. Well... You can you pick, You pick. can go first, but don't let me forget about F1. No, nah, go on to the F1. All right. We'll kick, the, kick off with that. We don't cover F1, but there's some serious Australian bullshit going on in the F1 at the moment. So, um, bear with me. It'll probably take a couple of minutes. So, IndyCar is similar to F1. It's the American series... They race on ovals, so their cars are quite different, more downforce, whatever. Mostly in America, they have a couple of races overseas. They used to come... They're the cars that used to come here to surface. Yeah. Yeah. So the Indy 600. Yeah. Yeah. So that before, it was the it was the Champ Car 300. Indy Car, same thing. There's a couple of Aussies over there. Scotty McLaughlin, Will Power. Um, anyway, so McLaren are in F1 and in IndyCar. So McLaren signed IndyCar's champion like defending champion last year, like th- like 10 days ago. And his current team also announced on Twitter within an hour of each other that they also signed him, Alex Pillow. Interesting. Mm. So now They Alex, obviously didn't both sign him. They both signed him. Alex Pillow signed two contracts with two different teams. What? <laughs> so he's now getting sued by his old team. But he wants to sign with McLaren to try and get to the F1 seat because... Um, the other t- Chip Ganassi don't have an F1 seat. They're just IndyCar and NASCAR. What the fuck? Yeah. How did he ever think that that was a good idea? So that was like very late June. Anyway, fast forward to July 5. Fernando Alonso for Alpine, legend of the sport. Uh, told <laughs> told Alpine that he was going to re-sign. They offered him one year. They are trying to like not offer him multi. He won a multi-year. He, he told him at the end of their race meet, we'll, we'll sort it out. I'm pretty keen to come back. And then signed with Aston Martin three days later and didn't tell them. Nice. Went on holiday and turned his phone off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's peak shithousery, that yeah, is. Yeah, so he signed a multi... Because Sebastian Vettel retired, so that opened up a seat at Aston Martin. Alonso went across, signed a two-year two year deal at Aston Martin, which now leaves Alpine with a seat open. And Oscar Piastri, the Aussie, is the F2 champion from last year. Is their reserve driver. They... um Actually, key thing to note... June 30 is the cutoff for most contracts in F1. So if you are a reserve driver and you're contracted that year, if you're not promoted by June 30, you're free to negotiate. You're effectively a free agent with like for the, like, uh, for the next year. Yeah. Alpine didn't activate their clause in Oscar Piastri's contract. Alonso leaves four days later, turns his phone off, doesn't talk to him. And this is like two o'clock our time, like in the morning. So Alpine kind of know they're fucked. They announce Oscar Piastri on Twitter that he's getting promoted. <laughs> Oscar Piastri wakes up at five o'clock and comes out and says, this is not true. I, um, 
I, I've not spoken to Alpine. I will not drive for them next season. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. So he's been linked with McLaren. Back to the McLaren ties. Went, and their seats are full. It's Lando Norris and our Australian Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. For, for ages, Zach Brown's been trying to get rid of Ricciardo because he's been underperforming and whatnot. A little harsh, a little fair. Um, so they come out and announced later that day that they signed Oscar Piastri. <laughs> Sublime. They've also signed two other IndyCar drivers and they've got... So they've got about eight drivers for, for five seats and, and then a reserve driver. So two blokes are going to get stiffed out. To get to make um, Oscar drive next year for McLaren, they have to buy Daniel Ricciardo out. Yeah. Um, in Danny Rick's contract, only he can choose to leave. The team can't buy him out, so they have to offer him. Guess how much he? Guess how? What? Guess what his asking price was? To, Ten times the contract. Just have a guess. Million oh. bucks. Pump it up, brother. Five million bucks. Pump it up, brother. Ten million. Bucks. Pump it up, brother. Twenty. Twenty-one million dollars. <laughs> what the fuck's the contract worth? Well, at Renault, he was on 25 a year, but I think he's on like 15. <laughs> so they're going to pay 21 million to get rid of him and then pay Piastri like a million a year just to get a rookie driver in. That's retarded. So Alpine, which was formerly known as Renault, what a, now have a seat the- open. They lost both. They've lost their senior driver. They lost their rookie who they've raised for the last four years, pumped millions of dollars. They're not in. owned by the Sacramento Kings, are they? No, Vlad Divac is not their general manager. Wow, shock um, me because it sounds like a king's move. Yeah, so Danny Rick left Alpine two years ago to go to McLaren. Could end up back at McLaren. Danny Rick. Yeah, $21 million richer and still get, has to get paid to drive for Alpine. Oh, get the bag. It's fucking wild, mate. Get that bag. Retarded too. Like McLaren, McLaren have not provided a good car for Danny Rick. But he's been smashed by his teammate, which like in F1, you're only like your biggest rival is your teammate because you have the same equipment. Yeah. So Lando's constantly quicker than him in like qualifying, free practice, races. But everyone forgets that the last McLaren victory and their only victory in 10 years was last year at Monza with... Danny Rick. Danny Rick. People forget quickly. Zach Brown's a cunt. The end. Interesting. <laughs> right. Well, we might move on to, I suppose... Couple of quick points on the AFL. Couple of people coming out and retiring. Oh, dude! How AF- about two Josh Kennedys retiring in the same week? Yeah, both legends of the sport, really, in the last mm. kind of twenty years. So Josh Kennedy, I don't think he's retired yet, but I think he's retiring at the end of the season. The Swans, the Swan, Josh yeah. Kennedy. Whereas West the Coast, West Coast Josh Kennedy has played his last game, bagged eight goals in his last game. Dude, me and Ryan put a bet on him to kick three, and he kicked him in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> had five by half time. Yeah. And had eight by the end of the game. That's a legendary finish. He was now, un- he's the, only paying four dollars fifty to kick four. The I saw this and like not knowing a whole lot about AFL. He was obviously he was drafted by Carlton back in the day. Played like, I don't know, half a season or a season with Carlton. And then when Chris Judd decided he wanted to be traded back to Victoria from West Coast in 2006 or seven. He was part of that trade. It was basically the whole trade was centered around Josh Kennedy sent to West Coast for Chris Judd to be sent back to Carlton. Mm. Who wins the trade? Carlton. Carlton win the trade? Yep. Judd, dude, Judd was incredible. Yeah, but they got about six years or seven years worth of Chris Judd. West Coast got 
15 worth Dude, out of Josh Kennedy. Judd got a brown though. West Coast got a flag. Mm, that's fair. It's a tough one though because, like I said, as someone who doesn't know a lot about AFL, I think it's one of those... Chris Judd gets thrown around as like the greatest of all time. He's fu- he was that good. Yeah. So he was... And, and like one flags with West Coast. Mm. They win two mm. when he was there. At least one. But like, Ben Cousins cracked yeah. out of his brain. He, so he was like a complete freak, right? Chris Judd, one of the best players, probably the best player. He uh, just quickly listen to his Howie Games podcast. Yeah, he was like a mental psycho. Had eating disorders. Like he would, like the way he would justify going out on the Sunday to have drinks with the boys was so that when he'd run four hundreds the next day, it was harder, and he was working harder than everyone else. That's brutal. One of those guys. Yeah. He's so, super smart too. Dude, so, but, is, but isn't it crazy how like it's probably as close to a win-win scenario that you get. Yeah. I don't think no I don't think anyone loses there to be fair. I, I don't think either team or either individual loses. I hate Carlton though. Fuck Carlton. So Carlton win because I mean they they were still shit and but they became relevant when Chris Judd went there. So they got good value for that. West Chris Coast. Judd the person gets to go back home to Victoria, win. Josh Kennedy goes, play, has a very successful career, leading goal kicker for West Coast, wins a flag for 15 years, wins. West Coast, they won a flag. Tick, win. I think it's a win-win. Yeah. But but isn't it funny how like one of the greatest players of all time got traded pretty much in his prime and you talk, all we hear about, especially in the NBA, where if you trade a superstar at the absolute peak, peak, peak top of his value, you never, ever get a good return for him. Unless compared to what you're giving up, unless you're Sam Presti, unless you're Sam Presti, because the Paul George trade, woo, yeah. But this is one of those rare times where you could probably say we traded a superstar at the absolute peak of his powers, and we got and one back. you could argue that we won the trade. Yeah. So just an interesting note. Uh, that's all I've got for the AFL. I don't really give a fuck about dude, it. Dude, dude, dude. Did you watch the Melbourne Pies game? No, but I tipped the Pies. Dude, that was such a sick game. Probably the best game of footy I've watched this year. Are the flag flies legit? It was... No. I agree. It was elite. Ed, Ed Langdon was dribbling, saying they were like, pies are a one-trick pony, like, yeah. all this shit. And he got 10 disposals. Yeah, what is it? All duck, no dive? All something? duck, no dive. Definitely a, a shot at Jack Innovan. Absolutely. Which um, also, I want to touch on that as well. Like, there's been a few tackles since there's like a whole lot of... And actually, you know what? We'll touch on this thing with the media. Just quickly. Speaking of tackles, Myacek fucking laid out Langdon and just sprayed him as well. Yeah. On the way down. Yeah. It was fucking great. I, I, love, I love that shit. I love that petty. I love when players come out and actively like start little petty stuff. Because it's good. You see the passion. Like you don't just hear snippets here and there. Like you actually get what's going on in the field. To, like from a pet fan's perspective, it's elite. Yeah. Um. As you were saying, like the media coverage, Jack Innovan, his TikTok is so funny. His um his profile picture is Kane Corns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he's a wanker. He's so good. No, nah, Chris Corns. Uh, Kane Corns, I mean. Yeah, good player though. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was quite funny, and I did tip the flag pies. However, someone was saying for the even though are they second on the ladder now? Pies. Yeah. Yeah. They have like they have a disgust. The, their percentage is no good. Yeah, they have like the tenth or eleventh best percentage in the comp. But like seriously, it's someone whoever's coming eleventh has a better percentage than they do. They've won eleven like straight games with like a 
point difference. By less, of, by less than two kicks. By less than two kicks. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's actually unprecedented. It's literally never been done before. It's a great word. Ridiculous. So, um, but, I mean, in their defense, they keep finding a way to win. Dude, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Mason Cox. Big telescopic cops. You got to listen to his podcast, man. It's like with um, interesting How- story. Howie Games podcast yeah. with Mason Cox, elite. So cool, like the story, like how he even got picked over here. Yeah, the eye injury, mate. That's fucked. Yeah, they seriously said you got to wear these, otherwise you get poked. That's it. That's it. You're, you're like blind. you'll lose it. So he's at eighty percent vision now at best. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So uh, we're probably on to the NRL, I suppose. So. Uh, Big development out of the NRL this week with the Ricky Stewart, Jamin Salmon blow-up. So, obviously, Jamin Salmon, who's a young 5'8", 4, Penrith playing at the moment in the absence of... Former Parramatta Eel, might we add. Um, who uh, used to be coached by Ricky Stewart. Parramatta, didn't he? Was that Cronulla? I don't fucking know. No. Anyway, so Jamin Salmon, and I don't even think it was really deliberate, to be honest. The la- Did you see what the mm. like, the incident they were talking about? And kickstarting yes, the nuts. Yes, it's a little reckless, but I, like, there's no real malice in it. You I don't kind think. of know what you're doing there, though. Yeah. You ca- it, if, if you've played enough footy, you know what you're doing. Like, you rec- can okay, it was reckless without malice then. Reckless in that you can probably know what's going to happen, but... You're not really like trying to keep not, your sack not, open, are he's you? He's not seeking like, to inflict any kind of damage on anyone. Anyway, and out of fucking nowhere, Ricky Stewart just unloaded on this kid in the press conference, calling him a weak gutted dog. Do you know the backstory? He, saying that he was a weak gutted dog as a kid and he still is now. Now, I know a little bit about the backstory in that him and Ricky Stewart's kid used to play footy so together, went they, to school together. They played 12s together and yeah. Salmon, being an alpha... He used to bully the fuck out of his out of his son, and then after that, took aim at his autistic daughter, to the point where she was ready to. Yeah. So, and I think nothing. Obviously, for Ricky, like there was never that closure ten years ago, and this is just the, like just just tipped him. Tipped so, him. and I mean, so and he's been handed a twenty five grand fine, and suspended for the week, which again is unprecedented. He is not allowed to speak to any of his players or staff for the next seven days. That's wild, eh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he came out and like, Fair, immediately after said, no, I'm not apologising. Then like two days later, eventually apologised. And when said, he no, finally I, called down. Yeah, and I was, I was, you know, he, that he said that he was speaking from a, a father's point of view, not a coach's point of view, and I was out of line or whatever. But um, Salmon's yeah. family want the NRL to take more action to it. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. Think about it, though. I, don't, I, don't, I think that's want to blow it over. But think about it, though. Imagine your brother... Pick whatever one you want. Is attacked by a coach in front of millions of listeners, and then some of them think everything Ricky says is gospel. They're never going to get that reputation back. Like that's no matter how much truth yeah, to but it. What amount of legal action is going to change that? Oh, nothing. So, and I mean, the only way that I could look at it being um, depends if you lost contracts later on because yeah, of it, and that would be it. That, that if, would you be know, it. if a team doesn't sign you or you're an eight hundred thousand dollar player. But because you have a reputation of being a weak gutted dog, you're only getting five hundred. Yeah, so he'd well, probably I'd want someone to answer for that missing three hundred grand because you're not paying my bills. Yeah, so he'd probably be on about three hundred k. He's a backup half. Yeah. But yeah, it's bloody crazy. Yeah. So, um, so Penrith won again. They're gonna. They've pretty much locked up the minor premiership already. Uh, the six points clear of the Cowboys. And yep. And 
eight points clear of the Sharks. So, there seems to be a lot of teams that got a really tough run home, eh? Yeah, the, the race for the top eight is sick. Yeah, so you've got... So now, you've got the Sharks, the Storm... No, that's played. The fuck am I looking at? So, so you've got the Storm and the Eels on 28. We can still drop out if we lose every game. The Rabbitohs and the Broncos on 26. Yep, they can, they can drop the out Roosters as well. The Roosters on 24... The Raiders on 22 now. Where are the Raiders sitting? Ninth. Are Dragons cooked? Dragons are pretty much cooked. They're on... Mathematically a chance, but when you're saying that... Yeah, so... Yeah, so the, them and the Sea Eagles are on 20 points. Dude, they're not making it. Potter... So they're out. So really, it's... It, it's Pay up, bro. I think it will still be the Raiders that miss out. Oh. The Raiders... Although they probably have the softest draw. They have the softest draw. Nah, Bunnies do. Bunnies oh no, got, bunnies are fucked. No, that, they've got Para, Penrith, North Queensland. Oi, what a game that's going to be this weekend. Us first bunnies, but the best game of the week is going to be. Is it Sharks Roosters? No, Sharks West Tigers. Who's Cow, the Cowboys Roosters? Cowboys Roosters. That's going to be a cracker. I reckon Pen, the Roosters dust them. Penrith Melbourne play as well. Oh, Penrith will steamroll. And, Melbourne's and, cooked. And Para bunnies. So there's some fucking good games. Good there. games this weekend. Yeah. Some good AFL games as well. So, but yeah, it looks like like Para. Um, Penrith have got Melbourne and South the next two weeks. The Cowboys have got the uh, the Roosters this week. South in the final round. Oi, or in just, round 24. Just want to shout out Jacob Arthur. It was frustrating to watch him get picked all year in the, on the bench. But since Moses dropped out, he's been elite. Yeah. Three tries since when, we when we were, the scores were level. Won us the game. Yeah. After being booed for the last two months. Yeah, by his home crowd. By his home crowd. Yeah. And so, deal bags so silky, so hot too, hot yeah. boy, so, so cool. Interesting, um, interesting kind of next few weeks in the NRL. Um, Ruben Cotter back this week. Elite. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo will be back this week. Yep. Did you play on the Cotter played on the weekend. Cobbo did. Yep. And Cotter. Oh right, yeah, no, that's right. Um, which is good to see. Dude, so, Luciano Leilua has been a great signing for the Cowboys. Yeah, and we. I like we how they play him at prop. Yeah, we said that when they first announced that they were signing him. We're like, yeah, that's a good pickup for them. Actually, like getting, re- them now, getting him now as cover for Heel and Lukey, great. He's been so good. So, there's a really good signing today by the Titans. Sam Verrills. Sam Verrills. Mate, they need a nine so bad. Booth, Booth's nearly knee injury in the weekend was sickening. I feel bad that, for the man. That will... He will not play NRL football for 12 months. At least. That is cooked. That's that is fucked. as bad a knee injury as you will ever, ever see. So bad. Oh. That that first photo I tagged you in was so gross. Yeah, like, and they reckon this was even before he got sent for scans. They were convinced that he'd done his ACL, MCL, and PCL. All of them. All of them. And dislocated and, kneecap. And dislocated kneecap. So, which also means then you run, then run the risk of having patella tendon issues and injuries. It's just fucked. It was so bad, and he was in so much pain. The poor cunt. Literally, he's worked the whole year to get a start. Mm. He's finally got a start, and then three games in. Like cool. two months ago, he was playing on the bench for the Bears. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think what happened was Aaron Clark started playing so good at lock that they're like, "Well, we'll keep Aaron Clark at lock because he's a fucking lock." <laughs> what, Isn't it boom. funny how that happened? Unbelievable. Tino plays prop because he's a fucking prop. Shock me. Shock me. Like Cotter playing lock for Cal- um for Queensland. Anyway, dude, Verrill's great signing. I think he's better than Booth with the greatest respect. Yeah. His quality. No, I agree. No, and, well, and he's like a... He's a premiership hooker. He's a premiership hooker. So, they've no, signed... No, he wasn't... I mean, he's a premiership 14. Still. Jake Friend would be the hooker of the year, that one. So, 
Cheese is going there. So obviously he's not going to get many minutes and Connor Watson's your bench 14. Yeah. Dude, good on him. It's good yeah. for everyone. Win-win. Yeah, I agree. Dude, that 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 pack is going to be so good. Fodder Waker, Tino, Verrill's at nine, Fafida, Fermore, Aaron Clark, and then everyone else off the bench. Yeah. No, and Four and next year. They'll be... I said they'll be top eight this year. I reckon they'll be a sniff next year as well. Yeah, they're currently sitting last with three wins from 20 games. I like Tanner Boyd at seven. Yeah. And see, they've named him again at seven this week. Mm. So Brimmer, Brim at six... Uh, and Campbell at one. I think that's. I think it's probably their best spine. Toby Sexton will come good. Yeah. I just. Well, I don't think he's been bad this year. I just think Tanner Boyd hasn't had a fair crack at seven. Yeah, I agree. Give him and a go. He, keeps he was the next big thing and coming the, out like, of it's school. It's happened to him like two or three years in a row where they just kind of like give him a few nothing games at the end of the year. Then they've got the whole off season to forget what happened, and then he goes back to playing fourteen or playing resi. They just fuck him round. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think he was. A, probably a better long-term prospect than anyone that they've had through the halves in the last five years. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, dude. Jackson Hastings out for the rest of the year. That yeah. sucks. Sucks. Dude, just quickly. Pat Carrigan, four weeks, hip drop. Fair. I thought it was probably fair. Think about it. Like, it's just the, the needs to get out of the game. It's such a bad tackle. It's There's no control yeah. in it whatsoever. If, as soon as you let your feet leave the ground in that position, you are a passenger. And so is the bloke that you're tackling. Yeah. I probably thought three weeks would have been fair. No. Nah. Given, like, Nathan Cleary got five for his. You can't tell me that that tackle is one week worse than carry. Well, his is carryover. Cleary's? Oh. Yeah, he, he's second time in the year. He's second time this year he spear tackled someone. <laughs> so he would, I reckon he would have had four. Also, St. George Sharks game on the weekend. Some the fucking ta- horrendous reffing. Yes. Yes, there was. The Tarek Sims hit on Connor Tracy. Mm. What are your thoughts? Sim bin is fair. Yeah? Mm. I thought that should just be a straight send-off. Whoa. That was fucked, mate. You can't... He's second man in. He was already falling. Made absolutely zero attempt to wrap his arm or anything. Led in with the it, point of his shoulder and collected the side of his head. It's all happened too fast. Nah. It is a straight send-off. If you're not going to send a bloke off for that, what are you sending the bloke off for outside of spear tackling? I was going to say Cleary's spear tackle. Seriously, like what's the difference though? Heaps. Nah. There's not that much difference in it. I understand that like, obviously it's a different tackle. right? I'm, I, I'm not going to say that. that. The neck though, getting yeah. tipped on your head is way worse than what Tarek did to Connor Tracy. Both horrendous though. Connor Tracy got stretched off. Yep. Was not going to be Alex McKinnon because that's how Alex McKinnon got Alex McKinnon. Yeah, clear. You can way. still end careers by doing that shit. Oh, it's both shit ass. That's fucked. It should have just been a straight send off, and they got backed up at the the judiciary. You got four weeks. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was Simbin. Oh, sorry, send off. Yeah, no, I thought it was fucking horrid. We were watching it, and we he, he's played the puppy dog eyes. He sat there and stood there looking real concerned, and went over job, and made sure he was all right. Made sure he sold the fact that he was sorry for what he'd done. Doesn't change the fucking tackle. That's a send-off. Um, so anyway, his Dragons career's over. He's off to the Storm next year. And that's that. That's that's a win. <laughs> for him. Yeah. yeah. No more DMC. Yeah. I think um this might be a little bit hot, but I think hip drops are equally as bad as head highs. Maybe um, even worse. And they should be treated the same. Probably. Yeah, the... 
They need to really come out and slam hip drops next year. Not, don't do it yeah. this year. Wait. Over the offseason, say, we're going to make sure if you hip drop, you're fucked. Whether yeah. it be fines, suspensions, like symbians. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They do need to be harsh on it. But they need to, you know, give everyone a bit of notice so they can change their tackling techniques and not do it the week of round one. Yeah. Like yeah. last year when they did with the head high stuff when everyone just got simbin for existing. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, right that's a shit product. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, interesting couple of weeks coming up in the NRL. A little bit worried about the Broncos uh, having lost too straight. Nah, I think it'd be sweet because you got Tamare Martin back at one. Got, uh, oh, do we? Mm. Drop Tessie. Handy. I think you guys will be so, good anyway, this week. We've got Newcastle this week, so should be right. At home? Uh, it is... Are you playing on Sunday? Correct, it is in Brisbane. Yeah. So we'll be sweet. Back to pretty much full strength, minus Pat Carrion. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more for general sport, I don't think. I feel like I do, and I'll think about it in about two hours' time. I reckon I'll think about it in the car ride on the way home, and there you go. That would be my guess. Olympics? Oh, the Commonwealth Games. Sorry, Com Games. Um, the hockey. Oh, Australia sorry. beat uh, India 7-0 in the final. That's a slacking. So, the hockey has only been in the Commonwealth Games for seven years. Dude, dude. For seven dude. Commonwealth dude. Games. When the Com Games were here... I was so stoned sitting in the stands watching India play someone and I just couldn't believe how hard they hit the ball. Yeah. I had sunnies on. I'd go from one frame to the other. I'm just sitting there winging out. So, and in seven Commonwealth Games, so back in 1998, it got brought into the Com Games, hockey. Australia lost one of their pool games. Went on to win gold anyway. Have not lost a game in the Commonwealth Games since. Ever. <laughs> We've lost one pool game in who, seven years. Who did you lose to? Is it someone rogue? No idea. It might have actually been India that we then went on to beat them in the final or something. But it's, um, uh, you know, with the hockey, it's such a European-driven sport that as soon as you take guys like Germany, Belgium, Argentina, the Netherlands, then you get, like, America as well, who are starting to get quite good at field hockey. You take a few of those countries out, it just decimates the quality. So Aren't uh, India quality, though? They are good. They actually, they won, like, six Olympic gold medals in a row back in... Like it's like their second the sport, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, one of their national sports. So cricket and hockey, really. So um, no, they're pretty good, pretty skillful, pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the, the Australian men's team—they're a well-oiled machine. So, um, but yeah, Australia topped the gold medal tally by ten, beat England. England had fifty-seven. We had sixty-seven, I think. Suck gold medals. Rod, England. Our dominance in the pool continued. Emma McKeon just cleaning up. Most decorated comp games athlete of all time. Yep. Elite. Oh, wait, Cody Simpson got a gold. Did he? Yeah, he, in the... In the um, he, he swam in the heats for the relays. Oh, do you get a medal for that? Yeah, you, you're part of the team. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that. Um, yeah, good on him. No, I'm making it... And it just shows that uh, it's never too late for a career change. No Is matter it? how successful you are in one thing, you can sing makes for, you happy. He can sing forever. You can't swim forever at that level. Yeah, that's quite true. So, but he's only really started like, properly training only like a year ago. It's a pretty phenomenal effort to kind he was of a jump gun back in the pool too, a year, eighteen months ago. Yeah, well, did he go? To, I think he might have gone to Merrimack. Oh, I, just, I can't say yes or no. Yeah. No, because that's where Anika went to school, and he holds all of the fucking swimming records at Merrimack. 
Yeah, nice. Nearly every single boys record at Merrimack High, I'm pretty sure he holds. So, yeah, obviously a freak athlete as a kid, jumping back in and proving he's still got what it takes. So, but yeah, pretty dominant from, from Australia. We golds just fucking everywhere. Did you see the crashes in the fucking cycling? No, but I love watching that shit. Oh, in the in the velodrome, oh. the fucking oh my fuck! You can't. They go so fast, bro. So you don't realize they're seriously going seventy five to eighty k's an hour. Have you seen how steep it is? So it's deceiving. You can't tell how steep it is on TV, but I've been to one. Yeah, I've been in a velodrome. Oh, it's fucked, mate. It is like a sheer cliff face. But anyway, the Aussie and a Pom fella who were riding. I think it's the Kieran, where it's like a chase down thing. Yeah, so like. It's like it's literally just the two of them, and one of them is like leading, and one leading. of them is chasing. Um, they had a bit of a stack, and the Aussie bloke came off pretty bad. Like he fucking went around half the track. By the time he got up, most of the lycra suit that he was wearing had been literally burnt off his body. Oh, dude! Like he had all fucking all rips up under his arm and on his backside and his legs and stuff. The English bloke, he just went face first in the boards, knocked out instantly, and went face first, like. A quarter of the way around the thing. Yeah. He was fucked, eh? But this Australian dude, he then got up for the next day, somehow passed his physical or whatever, <laughs> and won gold. Hey? Freak. Yeah. And, and this, it was in a different event, but he's the first person ever, I think, to go sub a minute in this event, which is like a massive breakthrough. I don't care what event it is. First bloke going sub a minute or like sub any kind of time. Pretty sure it's four laps or eight laps or something. It's a distance. Mm. They were doing it at the Olympics when I was watching it. Yeah, so um, good effort from there. It's but fucked. Yeah, just in all, like, we just won fucking gold everywhere. There was the, um, oh, I can't remember her name now. She won the women's marathon. Yeah, it's the second marathon that she's run since having a child. Wow. She had a child, ran one to qualify, and ran one at the Com Games and won gold. <laughs> That's a, and she's not like super young. She's been 30-something. That's fucking elite. I felt bad for Peter Bowl. Yeah, he got second in a pretty slow race too. And he's like, I just crumbled to the pressure of the nation. Yeah, sort of. But he was like still pretty happy with the silver. He's like, oh, silver, like it's all right. But yeah, it's a very strategic. People probably don't realize how strategic it is when you're running that kind of distance. Rowan Browning tripping in the, in in the, the pool in race the for the relays. Oh. And missed it. he missed out on medal by 0.06 in the 100. Did you see Johan Stephenson's, um, not John Stephenson's quote after? Oh, no. He goes, that's amateur hour. Yeah, actually, I didn't see that. <laughs> Fuck, come on, brother. Give him, a, give him a day. Yeah. Then roast him. Yeah. So, no, another successful Commonwealth Games for uh, for Australia. I think we've topped... We should never lose. Yeah, we've topped the gold medal count like six of the past seven games or something. We should never lose. Especially given that you would think our majors, a major competition is... Oh, like did you see the... Great Britain, who then get split up into three countries when you're playing the Commonwealth Games. Did you see um, the... The Aussie Lawn Bowls gold. Is that the one where the bloke got his kid out? Yeah. Got his kid off? Yeah. That was elite. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Got a kid out for the nation. What a man. All right. Uh, all I haven't right. got yeah, much I've else. I've got nothing else, mate. Um, guys, if you uh, want to hit us up with any topic ideas, any uh, you know, Look, I'm segment gonna, suggestions. I'm going to put a story up tomorrow on the way to work with the topics for overrated, underrated. What have we missed? Let us know. Yeah, hit us up with who you think's the greatest of all time versus the most talented of all time in whatever sport you like, uh, and we'll discuss it on air. Do you have a riddle? Uh, do I have a riddle? That's such a good question. So the last riddle I gave, 
I believe, was what comes once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? Me. It is the letter M. Very tame ending. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> what about... Uh, okay, give you this riddle for this week. You see a boat filled with people. It has not sunk, but when you look again, you don't see a single person on the boat. Why? Noah's Ark. I'll say it again for all you listening at home. <laughs> you see a boat filled with people. It has not sunk, but when you look again, you don't see a single person. Why? And I'll leave that with you. Uh, guys, yeah, hit us up on social media at Armchair Critics on Instagram or Armchair Critics at Outlook.com. Sean's been very active on the Instagram the last couple of weeks, so keep hitting him up. We love getting your messages through the week. Sean. Thanks for not having COVID this week, mate. Appreciate your efforts. No, I appreciate my own efforts too. (laughs) It's good to be back in society. Awesome. How good. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, see you next week.